What's good? What's good, everyone? Welcome into Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian, and this is your update for the NBA playoffs. We are just about kind of sort of halfway through, almost done, I believe, with the first round. And I'm going to go over where we are right now. This is as of Monday, the 25th, the end of day for the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, and we'll talk about a little bit about what we expect in the next round as well. Uh, so starting off in the East, the first seeded Miami Heat hosting the eighth seeded um, Atlanta Hawks. Of course, the Hawks won a play play in game and play in tournament, but Miami leads that series three to one. Not surprised there. That's what I expected. Um, I did expect Trey Young and company to eke out at least one win, but I am expecting. Uh, the Miami Heat to go ahead and close this out in uh, five games. Definitely think that's what's going to happen. Um, in the fourth and fifth seed matchup, Philly is up three games to two over the Toronto Raptors. I don't see that going seven games. I expect Philly to end it in six um, and move on. And so I'm, th- I'm looking at Miami and Philly in the second round, one versus four. And the third seed versus sixth seed, Milwaukee Bucks lead uh, the Chicago Bulls three games to one. Um, I expected a little more fight. I was thinking maybe that would be 2-2. I think maybe this still goes six games and maybe Chicago gets a second game, a second win. And then Milwaukee closes it it out in six um, and advances, but definitely still have Milwaukee advancing. And in what has already come to a conclusion, I did predict that the Boston Celtics would win this series, but I figured it was going to take them seven games because I figured KD and Kyrie and company would give them all that they could handle and a little bit more, but they would still um, hold on to win the series because they are a better team. But yeah, I was thinking this was going to go seven games and it has been closed out in four a sweep, a clean sweep by the Boston Celtics. Uh, man, um, now you could say, uh, you know, you know. Well, again, like I said, the Boston Celtics are the better team uh, outside of KD and Kyrie. The supporting cast isn't much um, when it comes to a formidable opponent. Um, but I just figured, you know, KD and Kyrie, just on sheer star power themselves, and how they would, you know, anchor a team. I figured, um, you know, that would that would gain them at least two wins and maybe they would fight really hard and get a third win. But they just wouldn't have enough. They would run out of gas in game seven and they wouldn't be able to um, secure a series win. But you dated it. Yeah. I think game two was really the game two was really the, the, the big shocker win. it seems like uh, Brooklyn was coming together and everybody was seems like they were doing their part and KD just could not get it going in the fourth quarter and so surprisingly that's what um I think that that was their best shot at winning a game in this series and at least extending this to a five game series if not longer um but yeah if KD and Kyrie aren't hitting shots at any given point in time then yeah there is no hope unfortunately for the Brooklyn Nets and I kind of feel bad uh, for Brooklyn because it seems like you know this is their this is their star power uh, rehash 2.0, if you will. 
you go back to when they took the big trade and that one was a worse trade than than that was was a worse constructed team than this one because you you know the big trade with um from the Celtics actually with uh Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry uh and that you know those guys coming over to Brooklyn and you know people expecting great things out of them they were well past their prime. They were well past their prime and I didn't look for too much out of them when that trade happened as far as championship implications but you know KD Kyrie I think it's a different story you know KD yes coming off of the horrendous injury but you know he's been showing himself to be good um you know since he's been back uh 100% or at least you know whatever percent you would call um how he has been playing these past two seasons and I just figured that, you know, okay, you were the second seed in the playoffs just last year. And now you barely make it in. And you let go of James Harden. I'm like, what what happened? I want to know the inner workings. I want to know what really happened. And it's hard because you really can't go off of anything the media says. You can, you know, everybody talks about their sources. Yeah. Oh, man, that that's... That is now, in terms of media, if you're not familiar with media, if you're not familiar with broadcasters and podcasters and, you know, everybody from the the most popular down to the least popular, if you have spent any time around sports and understanding what goes on when people say, my sources say, you would realize that nowadays it's hard to take that without a grain of salt because Everybody's saying that my sources say my sources say my sources say and I get it You want to keep your sources private because if you expose them then everybody's gonna know about it And that person might not want to be exposed and, and all that good stuff But a lot of these people that saying my sources, I don't believe that they actually have sources And then it's like what source are you talking about? Usually when people say that they are saying that it came from another actual person, like a person told them something. But nowadays, you really don't know when people say, my sources say, what who, who they're talking about. Did somebody actually tell them that? Did somebody email them that? Did they just get it from somebody else's information? Did they just cherry pick from somebody else's information and say, my sources? Because a lot of times what they be saying is what somebody else has already said. How do we know that their source is an actual source when they're so private about it and they can't reveal it? When they are so private about it and they can't reveal it, we don't really know what these people are hiding. We don't know these if these sources are actual sources. How do we have any way to verify their sources? Yes, they're popular. Yes, they've been around for a long time. Yes, they know a lot of people. But that still does not guarantee that their sources are credible if they are actually sources at all. All, like, literally these media heads and analysts have to say and these reporters have to say is, my sources. Nothing else verified. My sources within the organization, really? You know how many people work for any particular sports organization? How do we know that what he's actually saying is true or what she's actually saying is true? So I just, I wish I could be a fly on the wall, as they say, and find out why it didn't work out because it seemed like, you know, and, and to me that really was, that really was the big deal last year was the Bucks versus the Nets in the second round. 
And I was like, man, this is the heavyweight matchup. This I wish that that would have been the conference finals last year and that for the right to go to the NBA finals. But we had it in the second round and the Bucks won. And I'm like, that was to me, that was their best shot to win a title. That really was their the Nets best shot to win a title. Um, so now you get to this point and you get rid of James Harden. He's still in the playoffs and the Nets are out. And it's like, where do you go from here? Do you blow up the team again if you're Brooklyn? Do you, you know, or do you ride this thing out? I mean, um, you know, yeah, KD and Kyrie still have some time left on their contract. But, I mean, if you got rid of, shipped off James Harden, what's stopping you from shipping them off too? And just rebuilding and trying to build through, through the draft and through, you know, other free agency amongst, players who are not nearly as big a stars as KD and Kyrie are or do you keep Kyrie and KD and continue to try to build around them where do you go from here how do you make this team better what do you do with Ben Simmons because the whole point is you traded for Ben Simmons you know it was was null and void and you couldn't even use him really you really couldn't even use him and it's like what do we even trade for this dude for and I, I just I just don't get Ben Simmons himself sometimes you know um I, I really don't. It's like you didn't want to develop a jump shot. Okay. So now people take you at what your face at face value for what your game actually is. But then you can't stay healthy. So you're not a good shooter. You don't want to develop a jump shot. And then you can't stay healthy. What did the Nets actually get for trading for you? What did they get? Now, I mean, everybody's captain obvious now. Of course, it seems like the Nets, I mean, the um, uh, the 76ers won the trade. But, in, but you know, the reality is we really don't know who would have won the trade if Ben Simmons would have, as soon as he got traded, hit the ground running or at least took a little time, just enough time to recover and at least been ready for the playoffs. Like, Ben should have been ready for the first game of the first round of these playoffs he should have been ready for playing games you know that's that's what the net the nets are trading for him for and then he's hurt and it's like they ain't got him for the playing games they ain't got him for this first round and they're gone and am i saying it's all his fault no but there's a reason why you traded you don't trade away james harden for nothing you don't do that. Nobody would do that. Even if you think James Harden is a problematic player and he doesn't get along well with teammates, he's still better. Make, makes you better than what you have. The, the 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 Nets would not. I don't believe the Nets would have gotten swept had they had James Harden on their team. Does he? Is he the on the number one difference maker? Absolutely not. But it's better than not have than having Ben Simmons on the sideline. It's better than not having Ben Simmons, you know, who's not at all meshed with the team. And it's just going to come in whenever he does come in. Albeit probably way too late. And try to aid the team when he ain't played and he ain't gelled with the team. He ain't done nothing with the team because he's injured. Yeah, I mean, even if you heal up, you know, I mean, maybe you, 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 you play some 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 ish stifling 
very, very weak defense, at least just stand in front of somebody, move around a little bit. But then on the other end, you can just catch and shoot. No, you can't do that. What good are you? Seriously. What good are you? But anyway, we got to get on to the western side. The west side. High heat. First, we're going to take a small break. Want to let you know that this is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian. We'll be back after this message from our sponsor. Welcome back into Scout Team Sports. We are back. I am your host, Devalian, and we're getting back into it. Now we are on to the Western Conference playoffs in the first round and the status thereof of every series. We start off with the one-seeded, first-seeded, top-seeded Phoenix Suns hosting the A-seeded New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans coming off of the play-in tournament, getting grabbing the A-seed, and uh, some would think um, well, rather surprising. Um, but the way that they got in against the depleted Clippers team, not surprised at all with that. Uh, but they are tied 2-2. Two to two. Two to two with the one seeded size. Now look, a seed. I, I'm not surprised. One game, you know, team rises up, gets that one hard earned victory uh, with their less talented roster. But two games and to have it tied two to two, uh, very unexpected. Very unexpected, especially with the Phoenix Suns and the caliber that they play. Uh, or maybe they were underestimating the Pelicans and they just let them slip up uh, and hit them upside the head and tie the series up. Um, but um, I expect the Suns to win still. I still expect the Suns to win. Um, but I think it's a little bit, um, I think it's a little bit disappointing in the sense that, you know, you, especially as a, as a, a team with a veteran like Chris Paul, I think you would want to get as much rest as possible. And you would want to close this series out soon. That way you could rest up for the second series, especially with the second round. Um, You would have to you would have days to rest because of the Mavericks and the Jazz going at it. And I believe going to at least seven games, Um, you closing out in five games, which is what I thought was going to happen, if not a sweep, um, would definitely give you the rest that you would need. And now that's not going to happen because you need at least two more games, a total of six to close this out. And you could be done the exact same time that the Mavericks and Jazz are done uh, because of Dallas being up three to two. But again, with the Suns, I expect them to close out in six games. Uh, I think it would be really disappointing if the Suns allowed this to go to seven games. Um, it's, It's just not a good look for the number one seed. You know, I get it every now and then a team rises up. And it stuns everybody. <laughs> but that's a real setback for an organization to me, like the Phoenix Suns, a team that, you know, hasn't won a championship. Uh, and, I, I, man, like like the, the Phoenix, Arizona fans just in general are just starving for a title. Like Phoenix Suns, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they got to a Super Bowl. That was about it, you know. Um, you know, aside from Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, way back when, when they won the title, 
I mean, City of Phoenix hasn't had really anything to be happy about when it comes to the major sports and winning championships and even being competitive. This is the first time in quite some time um, for all three major sports. So, you know, Phoenix, I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it while you can. These windows are not open that long. And to me, this is not a good look moving forward. But nonetheless, I do think that Phoenix will close out the series, should be in six games. They should win game five and game six and close it out in six. So I have Phoenix moving on still. Dallas and Utah, I did predict that Utah would win this series. Not looking good, especially after that blowout loss um, to the Mavericks. And, you know, like I said, I thought it would be it would be because you know, of not having Luka for one game that Dallas would fall behind. And, you know, eventually that would just be something that they could not come back from because I think I thought that they would need Luka every single game to win this series. And I predicted that Utah would win in seven. Not looking too good right now, especially after that blowout loss to the Mavericks. And Dallas is now up three to two. I'm still going to say it goes seven games and I'm still going to go with the Jazz. Uh, because it wouldn't be right for me to switch up my prediction now. So if I go down, I go down. <laughs> if I make a wrong prediction, it's just wrong, and I just I have to take the L. But I'm going to stick with my uh, prediction of Utah in seven. Um, but it looks like Dallas may be on the verge of closing it out. Next, we have Golden State and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Golden State three seed, Denver Nuggets six seed. Golden State up three to one. Before Game Four, Golden State was up three zero. Some were thinking they were going to sweep, and uh, the lo and behold, the Nuggets come up and grab one game. Um, but I still expect Golden State to close this thing out. Not surprised uh, in the sense that number one, um, Jokic is by himself. Basically, Jokic is by himself. He's frustrated. He's doing everything that he can. One man cannot win a championship is the reason why super teams became a thing because you need more than one star player nowadays to win uh, a championship. Even way back in the days, you know, I don't care what anybody says. Like you go back to the Bulls. Yes, Jordan was the biggest star, but he was not the only star on that team. There were other stars. Scottie Pippen was a star in his own right. He wasn't as big as Jordan. I get it, but he was still a star nonetheless. Dennis Rodman, um, in in my opinion, John Paxson was was a good three point shooter. Steve Kerr was on one of the championship teams. Tony Kukoc, um, Bill Cartwright, Horace Grant. You know the list goes on. And so you know, to me, those those guys are stars in their own right. They were not nearly as big as stars as Jordan, but nobody makes it by themselves. And uh, for the life of me, it seems like, you know, when they're good, when they're hot and when they have everybody healthy, the Nuggets are a formidable team. But when they're not healthy, I mean, the rest is elementary. They are human. I get it. But I mean, you're not going to stand a chance against a team like Golden State who, you know, came together at the right time health wise, you know, and they're doing well. And now they seem to have emerged a new big three, if you will. To me, Draymond's always going to be, you know, have his role on the team and is very important. Uh, some call him the heart and soul. He's the enforcer. You know, he's heart of the team. Um, but the fact that they now have Jordan Poole emerging now along with Steph um, doing his thing and Clay doing his thing um, is a real is a real boost for the Golden State Warriors that I don't think that they were necessarily expecting. Um, but if Jordan Poole is now, you know, emerging as a formidable 
part of that team uh, to assist Golden State in winning, I mean, look out because, you know, for, you know, I was, I've been back and forth on the next round and what I think the next round is going to be. Um, and now it's like, I'm kind of teetering, I'm teetering and tottering on the seesaw really back and forth, especially with what's going on. And I'll get to that in just a second, which is the second seed Memphis Grizzlies and the seven seeded, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Now Minnesota grabbing game one. Okay, fine. Grabbing game one, you know, they're still hot off of getting into the playoffs uh, as far as the play-in tournament, and they grab game one. But then Memphis, okay, you know, led by John Morant, and is going to play well. To me, they have, to me, the most solid team of uh, no-name stars, if you will, um, and but don't really act like stars. They just act like a good unit uh, led by John Morant. And, you know, I figured, okay, you know, K.A. Towns is K.A. Towns, but other than that, I figured, okay, Memphis should make short work of the Timberwolves. And lo and behold, Pat Bev and his crazy self and K.A. Towns have tied this series up. Um, The West, I'm like, seriously, the first seed and the second seed are tied in a series two games apiece with the two teams that that got in via play-in tournament. <laughs> I'm still picking Memphis to win, but this really does shake up things in terms of what I think is going to happen in the next round. I'm still thinking it's going to be Golden State versus Memphis, but now, now I'm not so sure about what I originally thought when before the playoffs started. Uh, and that was, um, I'm thinking Memphis would at least reach the conference finals. Now, uh, the way things are looking and the way Memphis is playing, you know, I still, again, I still think they'll win this series. Um, but, uh, I, I just, yeah, I'm not confident in them now, uh, the way they've been playing against the T-Wolves. So yes, I still think Memphis will win, but and moving on, I'm thinking it's going to be, uh, Phoenix hosting, uh, the Utah Jazz. And I'm thinking it's going to be, uh, Memphis hosting Golden State in the East. I'm thinking it's Miami is going to host Philly in the second round. And the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston, who is already in, will host the Milwaukee Bucks. That's pr- pretty elementary there. Um, Boston and Milwaukee, uh, uh, that's tough. That's tough. I think Boston will edge out. That one should go a lengthy seven games because I don't know if you really have an answer for Giannis other than he's one guy and you beat him by beating everybody else on the team. You know, you can't stop him from doing his thing, but you can dominate the rest of the team. And I think Boston gets a game seven win in the second round, moves on to the conference finals. Miami and Philly, I think Philly puts up a good fight as well. And I think that that goes to at least six, if not seven games. But I think that the Heat are a more solid unit. I think they have a better team top to bottom. And um, I think that Miami wins in six or seven games. And it's Miami and Boston in the conference finals once again on the western side i think phoenix should still come out on top uh and beat utah in the second round and i think the golden state i think the warriors will beat the memphis grizzlies i'm you know in john moran is spectacular he's fun to watch I, I you know i like the kid coming from the small school just like steph curry did um and now he's the younger guy um but that this type of performance and the struggles that they're having against Minnesota, 
Golden State will eat you alive with that. They really will. So, um, you know, and maybe if they didn't have Jordan Poole and you have a, you know, worn down old, uh, older Draymond Green and Klay Thompson's not up to par, he's okay, and then you just have Steph Curry as the only one fully healthy really leading the charge, then okay, yeah, Memphis takes care of them in the second round. But this is not this is not that Warriors team. This is a much better Warriors team. So, um, yeah, I got to go with the Warriors in the second round, and then I have Phoenix and Golden State in um, Phoenix and Golden State going to the conference finals. So that's what I'm projecting uh, because of the next time that I will cover the playoffs. That's kind of where we'll be right at the cusp of the end of the second round and then getting into the conference finals. So that's what I'm predicting for the rest of this first round and then the second round as well. So that will conclude our playoff update, NBA playoffs. I am your host, DeValian. Believe until you stop breathing. We'll continue our coverage again around towards the end of the second round of the NBA playoffs. And we will convene, reconvene, if you will, and talk about how we think the second round will close out and the conference finals matchups for the NBA playoffs. Once again, this is DeValian with Scout Team Sports. Believe until you stop breathing. I appreciate all my subscribers. Please continue to listen Share and subscribe to this podcast. We will keep it rolling for you. Again, believe until you stop breathing. I'll see you in the next episode.